In the summer of 1912, Percy and Leslie Dunbar took their two young sons, Alonzo and Bobby, to Swayze Lake in their home state of Louisiana. It was while at the lake with their family that day that four-year-old Bobby Dunbar went missing. For the next eight months, newspapers across the U.S. printed his picture and description with the hope that Bobby had been kidnapped and was perhaps then still alive. A man named William Walters was stopped by police while traveling through Mississippi with a boy about Bobby's age and strikingly similar in appearance. Walters was a piano tuner by trade and he insisted that the boy was Charles Bruce Anderson, who went by Bruce. Bruce was the son of Julia, a woman who worked for Walters' family. A woman who, for whatever reason, had allegedly given her employer custody of her son. The police thought it all suspicious enough that they arrested Walters and then sent for the Dunbar family. It had been nearly a year since he disappeared, but if the boy was really their son, Bobby Dunbar, the the police assumed that his parents would be able to identify him. It's worth pointing out that in 1912-1913 there was no DNA testing. There really wasn't any kind of forensic investigation at all. So when the Dunbars were united with the boy, depending on the source that you reference, their initial reactions and the child's were pretty mixed. Some newspapers reported that the Dunbars weren't certain about the boy's identity from the get-go. Others reported that the boy immediately ran to his mother, and others reported that he didn't recognize his brother at all. The next day, however, even with their doubts, Leslie Dunbar admitted that the child had scars and other body markings like moles that she was certain Bobby had too. So they decided that the boy must be their son and they took him home and everyone lived happily ever after. Nope, not what happened at all. Julia Anderson, upon realizing her son had gone missing, told the police that she had not given Walters custody of her son permanently. She did work for him, yes, and she had only agreed to let her son, Bruce, go with Walters on a short trip so that he could visit with some family in the area where Walters was going for work. So the child, along with several others, were brought before her in a lineup, and the child didn't appear to recognize her, nor was she positive upon being shown five children all at once, which one, if any, was her son. Oddly enough, not unlike Leslie Dunbar, it was only after the boys were undressed and she could examine them for scars that she decided the boy who had been sent with the Dunbars was actually her son. But that took place a full day later, and by that time, the police had already basically started shit-talking her for not knowing whether or not her son was standing in front of them, something that they had not explicitly done to Leslie Dunbar, even though the situation had been more or less identical. Julia Anderson never had a chance. Her moral character was immediately brought into question when it was discovered that Bruce also had two siblings, all of whom had been born out of wedlock to different fathers, most of whom were deceased. She was a poor, single mother working hard labor and had no means for a court case. And even if she had found the money up against the Dunbars, 
she probably would have lost her son anyway. Walters still had to go to trial for kidnapping. Several people came forward in Poplar, Mississippi to say that they had actually seen Walters with the young boy who had been introduced as Bruce and that they actually had interactions with them before Bobby Dunbar's disappearance was ever reported. Despite that, Walters was convicted of kidnapping and the boy, whether he was Bruce Anderson or Bobby Dunbar, went back to Louisiana with the Dunbars where he lived out the rest of his life as Bobby Dunbar. Julia Anderson, meanwhile, found that the people of Poplarville believed her and wanted to look after her, so she moved there and started a new life. She eventually got married, had seven children, and was a nurse midwife. She had a good long life there, but she often spoke of her son Bruce, whom she always believed had been basically kidnapped by the Dunbars with the help of the courts. Walters was eventually released from prison, but little is known about his life after that. What his relatives did say is that he died sometime in the 1930s, and although he didn't talk about the case much, he always maintained his innocence. The boy raised as Bobby Dunbar lived a long life. He had a family of his own, and he died in the mid-90s. His grandchildren began an investigation into the oft-told family lore of his kidnapping, and with the help of modern forensic technology, had several relatives DNA tested to establish familial relationships between Bobby's kids and their cousins, the sons of his brother Alonzo. They were not related. The granddaughter who actually started the investigation was kind of disavowed from the Dunbar family after this discovery was made, but she spoke about the case and her investigation at length to This American Life in 2008, and I will link this episode um, to that episode of This American Life, you should definitely go listen to it. It's really, really fascinating. What her investigation ultimately showed was that based on the DNA, the boy that the Dunbars raised as their son, Bobby, was not their son. And to this day, the fate of the real Bobby Dunbar remains unsolved. <laughs> 